How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. As the trade deadline looms, what does that mean for the Washington Nationals? I'll discuss next on this edition of the Talk Nats podcast. Hello and welcome in to this edition of the Talk Nats podcast. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. So when you're using your podcatcher of choice, make sure and hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you will know when the new podcasts are available. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Take 20% off plus free shipping when you use promo code MINUTECAST at Manscaped.com. And a bit of a programming note for the show, we just signed a deal with the Believe Podcast Network. So at some point, this podcast will be moving to a different location. Stay tuned and follow me on Twitter at DanCaps218. Uh, once the old podcast is migrated over to the new location, I will let you know. But thank you for following me along on this journey on the Talk Nats podcast as things are growing and getting better. And uh, thanks goes to the Believe Podcast Network and believing in the Talk Nats podcast. So as the trade deadline looms, we take a look at the movement for the Nationals. We take a look at the movement around Major League Baseball. And uh, just for a brief moment here, I am going to talk about one former National, Max Scherzer, uh, a guy that uh, is, you know, a bit of a journeyman, a guy that is not quite the pitcher that he once was, but still holds tremendous value as the Rangers um, are going to be the new home or is the new home for Max Scherzer. And uh, now you take a look at a Mets team that uh, going into this season, everyone thought the arrow was pointing up and it was going to be a competitive team. And it looks like they are going to be entering into a rebuild as well seems like the Nationals are ahead of the Mets at this point. Uh, so positivity for the Nationals and some question marks as far as the Mets are concerned. I know that this is a Nationals podcast, but to briefly talking about Max Scherzer, a former national. Uh, dealing Scherzer is a big deal. The Mets will pay a significant amount of the 15.2 million Scherzer is still owed this season and the 43.3 million he's owed next year. As a major league source confirmed to the athletic Ken Rosenthal, that Scherzer will not opt out of his contract. As much of a step back as Scherzer has taken this season, he will still need to be replaced in the 2024 rotation. Uh, it seems that uh, Max Scherzer is having a hard time finding his forever home uh, that, uh, you know, he was on the Nationals. He went out to the Dodgers. He went out to the Mets. He's played on the Tigers. Um, and, you know, for the most part, it is because teams, you know, let's just take a look at the Nationals for a brief moment. They realized uh, that they weren't going to be able to pay him and uh, that he was going to be gone. And I think that the Mets are trying to uh, jumpstart the rebuild as their season didn't go according to script, shall we say. 
So as we get closer and closer to the trade deadline, uh, keep it on uh, the Talk Nats podcast as I will have you guys updated as far as the movement with the Nationals um, is concerned. But the two big pieces in play for me right now for the Nationals um, is Jamer Candelario, um, a guy that they signed and a lot of the beat writers, uh, a lot of the podcasters said that, you know, he is a depth move and, you know, he's not going to be that great. Listen, Jamer Candelario came to this team and has done an outstanding job for this team and kind of been that really great stopgap at the third base position. Uh, this, you know, there's been many speculations about as far as who is going to play third base in the long term. And I don't think that there is, you know, a, you know, an heir apparent right now at the third base position uh, going into next year. I suppose Vargas could fill in at third um, or something like that until the end of the season, because let's face it, we know that this season didn't go quite according to script, but they need to have their eyes on the future. And that is ultimately why uh, it is being rumored that Candelario will be on the move as he has come here and done nothing but contribute. Uh, he's never really been known for his outstanding defensive prowess, but he's done an okay job there. But his bat is what has really endeared him to Washington Nationals fans. And still, even though we are on the verge of the trade deadline, he still has that hustle in his step. He is still trying to do his best job. The Nationals have not sat him. So there are questions about ultimately, will they move Candelario? I honestly believe that they will. I think that Rizzo's probably just fielding all potential offers and trying to maximize the return. Uh, Candelario, it's a tough one. You know, the only way I see him coming back is if they can sign him to a fairly short-term deal, which I don't think is going to be the case, and if they can get him on the cheap, which I also don't think is the case. But if he could sign a team-friendly deal, then I would not be opposed to having Candelario on the team for one or two years. There, Like I say, there is no clear air apparent to the third base position. I know there are uh, third basemen in the farm system, but none of them do I perceive are going to be ready to play at third base next season. Uh, we are still in the midst of the Keter, uh, excuse me, Carter Keboom experiment. Um, but let's face it, he has not lived up to potential. Um, he has faced a myriad of different injuries in his career. And when given the opportunity, he has not risen to the challenge. So a lot of questions still abound at the third base position and ultimately what the next plans are going forward. Candelario has primarily batted third in the Nats lineup. However, he's uh, had better results in the fourth and fifth spot in the lineup. He is batting 286 with 940, 941 OPS, three home runs, and 15 RBI in 83 plate appearances in the cleanup spot. He has a smaller sample size, hitting fifth in the lineup, but the production is impressive. Candelario has hit 345 with a .976 OPS, one homer, and five RBI in eight plate appearances hitting fifth um, and then talking about the teams that are potentially interested in Candelario I've heard the Angels which is a bit surprising since they have Rendon but Rendon uh, has struggled suffice it to say and he gets injured frequently this is not the Anthony Rendon that we remember from the Washington Nationals and uh, you know to us why why if you why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet you might be hearing this why a lot why 
why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Certain extent, it almost appears good that the Nationals moved on from Rendon because he has never lived up to that player uh, that, you know, he was on the Nationals and ultimately who the Angels thought they were getting. Um, Another team out there that is being linked to him is the Dodgers as well. Um, So there is a lot of uh, talk starting to heat up as far as Jamer is concerned. The LA uh, Angels have been identified as a team that has discussed uh, Candelario with the Nationals with three games before the trade deadline. We'll have to see how Washington handles Candelario after Friday's night's scary incident. Um, And this, you know, just reading about taking a look at the Dodgers, I don't know where he would fit in there. Again, I am just kind of combing the different beat writers and the different pontiff about where they ultimately think that uh, Jamer could land. But I guess we ultimately won't know uh, until that happens. But again, my big thing for Jamer is that he has done nothing but come to this team and contribute. And that's what we were looking for from the very beginning uh, is someone that could come out and help this team. And uh, I think that, you know, again, we can't really ask for anything more of him. It's just ultimately, where is he going to land? Uh, Like I talked about with the Angels, uh, that is a potential thing. Candelario 29 spent several years as the Tigers' primary third baseman before struggling through a career worst in 2022. So, you know, if you take a look at Jamer, you know, historically, he's had ups and downs. But many people were dismissive of the national signing him. I was pretty, you know, optimistic. I saw a look at his stats. They weren't that bad. But people were like, Dan, he's not as great as you think he is. Um, I don't think that he is definitely the greatest third baseman out there. But I think that he has done a good job. And a good job at the end of the day is ultimately we can hope for. The Halos certainly didn't foresee themselves in the position to be poking around the third base market at any trade deadlines in the near future. Three years ago, when they signed Rendon to a seven-year, $245 million contract. At the time, they hoped to be adding a perennial MVP candidate into the lineup that already featured MVP caliber talents Mike Trout and Otani. Rendon garnered MVP votes each season from 17 to 19, including a third-place finish in his final season with the Nats. He has not lived up to potential for the Halos. Again, you know, taking a look at it, Monday morning quarterback and looking in the rearview mirror, it does appear that the Nationals did the right thing by moving on from Rendon. All right, so coming up after the break, who is the other big piece that could potentially move from the Nationals? And I'm not in love with this idea. I'll talk about it straight ahead. News. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with a brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using promo code MINUTECAST for 20% off and free shipping. It's time to tame your mane. No one likes a weird beard, so say goodbye to all the stubble trouble with Manscaped. 
Manscapes Pro Beard Kit. It all starts with a beard hedger. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. That's right, a face grooming doesn't need to be hard. Get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. Plus, it's waterproof so you can shave in the shower to avoid all the hair in the sink. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code MINUTECAST at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code M-I-N-U-T-E-C-A-S-T, Manscaped, Beard Hedger, One Stroke, One Guard, 20 Lengths. Hello and welcome back into this edition of the Talk Nats podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. So the other big name out there that is being tossed around is Lane Thomas. And I want to state here right off the top that I am against the idea of moving on from Lane Thomas. He is a piece that we acquired uh, to jumpstart this team. He is not a piece that I think should be dealt. I don't think, he, you know, unless it is a substantial upgrade, the idea of moving Lane Thomas is ridiculous. Thomas, 27, is perhaps the Nats' best chance to get a significant return this summer. He's hitting 302, 347, 497 for a WRC of 126. His defense is generally considered a bit below average, but he's stolen eight bases and 10 tries this year. It could be debated as to whether Thomas or Candelario is having the better season overall, but Thomas comes with two extra seasons of arbitrary control uh, beyond this one. He's making $2.2 million this year and would be in line for a couple of raises in the upcoming campaign. I'm going to say it right here, stamping my name on it. We do not want to move Thomas. I don't think that's the right idea. I know that there are a lot of options in the outfield in years to come. But we're not there yet. And I think that ultimately Thomas can fits in the Nationals' mid to long-term goals. He has done nothing but contribute to this team. I think it would be ridiculous to move him. He's not on a lock to be moved because the Nats could hold him, hold on to him and hope to return uh, to contention he's still uh, while well, he's still on the club. However, his trade value only diminish as it gets closer to free agency and more expensive. It's certainly possible the Nats return to contention in the coming years, but it will be a challenge with the division featuring an stacked Atlanta club. Um, and, you know, taking a look at how good the Marlins are doing here. And then you take a look at the Mets who have slept and the Phillies as well. Let's face it, that Atlanta Braves team was not built overnight. And a lot of props, I know that's an old term, but a lot of credit goes out to the Braves for having some good vision. The Braves are good because they are proactive. They are not afraid to make some tough decisions uh, out on the field. So questions abound for the Nationals as to what they're going to look like. I am most excited to see what happens at trade deadline. What will this team look like? Listen, I talked about Candelario. I talked about Thomas. Those are just two moves that could potentially happen. There are plenty of other options out there. I've heard talk about Dom Smith. I've heard talk about Vargas. I've heard a talk about pretty much every pitcher on the Nationals pitching staff who will ultimately be here when the dust settles. I guess we'll only find out. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of the Talk Nats podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. And I'll talk to you again next time. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.